This is episode 417 of The Amy Ayler Show. Show notes can be found at amyaylorshow.com forward slash 417. So today's episode is about completing 2020, one of the wildest, most intense years of my life, and I'm sure yours too, but completing it with grace, peace, and joy. And so we are going to go through a very powerful process that I've used for over 25 years in my personal life and my professional life. And I'm going to take you through this powerful process so that you can end your year with grace, peace, and joy. So take a listen and make sure to download the workbook at amyaylorshow.com forward slash 417 that goes along with today's episode. You're going to want to print it out, have it in front of you, pause the show, do all sorts of good things so that you can actually take yourself through the process versus just listening to the process good use of your time, I promise you're going to end the year so much cleaner and really with a clean slate by doing this process. Now, as always, I want to remind you that one of the biggest compliments you can give to me is to review and rate my show on Apple, because that's where a lot of people find the Amy Ayler show. And remember, this show is really for powerful women that are ready to stop being so hard on themselves. And doing a process like this is going to help you do just that. So without further ado, on to ending your year with grace, peace, and joy. Welcome to the Complete Your Year with Grace, Peace, and Joy ritual and process. I'm Amy Ehlers, and I'm so excited to take you through this powerful process that I've been doing for over 25 years in my life. I started doing this process way back when as a way to really find a way to complete my year. And not only to complete it, but to complete it with grace, to complete it with peace, and to complete it with joy. So I hope that you have downloaded and printed out the workbook and playbook that I've created just for you. And this will allow you to really complete this process and do so with joy. So while you listen to this audio, you are going to probably want to pause at certain times so that you can actually do the work because I want this to be an experiential process. This is a process that I've led for work inside workshops for years, for 25 years as well. And so if I had you in the room with me, we can just pretend that we're in a virtual room in the cosmos together and that we are going through this process. I would have that workbook printed out. I'd have some markers, some pens, probably a big sticky pad note on the wall, and even some post-it notes with me in order to do this process because we want you to be in your body. I'd also have a really great playlist grooving <laughs> with you so that you can take lots of dance breaks because we want you by the end of this process to have really cleared out the entire year, celebrated those wins and processed any of those disappointments and failures. So are you ready? Okay, here we go. So the first thing as you complete your year is you want to take an inventory of the past year of your life. I always recommend pulling out your calendar, whether you are old-fashioned using a calendar that's printed, you know, your date book, or you go to your Google calendar or your online calendar, and just start pulling up January of this year and take a look. What happened? Because so often 
We don't even remember what happened way back when at the beginning of the year. So I recommend doing this inventory process by looking through your calendar. If you are someone that has a diary or a journal, you may want to pull out your diary or your journal and take a look at it that way. Start really getting your inventory of your year. And you want to do this from the space of total truth-telling from taking off any sort of judgment, any sort of shame. It's almost like you put on your scientist hat and you are just looking at this as an outsider of what are the facts? What happened this year? What are the wins? What are the accomplishments? What are the triumphs that happened in this past year? And what are the losses? What are the failures? What are the disappointments from this past year? And as you do this process, allow yourself to really do it from a place of assessment versus judgment. So in your playbook and workbook, you're going to have, there's a sample year-end inventory in there for you, so you can check that out. And then there's a blank page with your year-end inventory where you can list your wins, successes, and triumphs on one column. And in the other column, list any failures, losses, or disappointments. And in the sample, you will see things that actually make it on both lists. For example, let's say that this was the year that you ended up getting a divorce. The divorce might be a win, and it might also be a loss. Or maybe you had a financial goal that you didn't hit, so it goes in the losses, but then there's something that correlates with that that you focused on instead that belongs in the wins column. So go ahead and do this from a place of assessment, from a place of curiosity, and release any judgment, release any shaming of yourself, and just the facts, right? Be truthful. You may want to pause this recording now to go ahead and complete your wins, successes, and triumphs, and failures, and losses, and disappointments checklist there. Go ahead and fill that out. Okay, now that you've made your wins column and your losses column, and you filled that out and done your year-end inventory and looked through your calendar and your journal and any other things that you might want to look through to really get a sense. Maybe you look through your Facebook page or your Instagram to kind of see what was going on at the beginning of the year, right? Use all those things, get that inventory down. And then the next step is I want you to do your wins worksheet. And this is where you take the win that you have And then I want you to answer the question, what strengths, skills, or qualities were developed as you created this win? So we are stepping out of just celebrating the win. The example we have here is I graduated from my master's program. Awesome. But who is it that you had to become in order to graduate from your master's program? So when you answer that question, you're focused on the beingness, not just the doingness. Because every single win and success and triumph has something about who you became in the process of creating that win. So in this example, I have confidence that I can complete things. I developed discipline. I developed persistence. Yes. So as you can see, as you do this wins worksheet, what you're doing is you're amplifying what you're celebrating with that win. You are really amplifying who you've become. You're acknowledging yourself for who you've become as you've created that win. So important. So go ahead and do your wins worksheet now. 
All right, congratulations. I hope you paused the recording and went ahead and did your wins worksheet because next up is beginning to process any of those losses and failures and disappointments from the year that you've had. So this process is called the perspective scale, and this is something that is inspired by the work of Abraham Hicks. And I just love this idea of that we have these different perspectives, these different frames of mind, these different ways of being. And when we look at life, there is kind of a scale. And this scale, you know, we always kind of want to be moving up the scale, but the reality is life is life. So sometimes we're at the bottom of this scale in the space of despair and torment or in hatred and rage or discouragement and worry and blame. And of course, we'd love to be in that higher level of hopeful and optimistic and enthusiastic and eager and feeling empowered and having total faith, which is where those that scale goes up to. But we want to be really, really honest about where we are as we look at each of the losses, failures, and disappointments that we have. So this next part of the process is for you to go back to your one-year inventory and utilize the scale as you think of each failure, loss, or disappointment on your chart. So I want you next to each item to write the number of the perspective that best describes how you feel about each of them. And remember, it is possible that you feel quite good about certain losses, failures, and disappointments from the past year, right? Maybe you had a loss or a failure or a disappointment, and you feel pretty good. Like right here, as an example, we had didn't hit financial goal with business. And actually, you might feel hopeful and optimistic and have positive expectation about the year ahead. So if that's the case, awesome. But if it's not the case, be honest about that too. Okay, so go ahead and do your thing and rate each and every one of those failures, losses, and disappointments on that scale of one to 11. And just go ahead and be really honest about it. This is a truth-telling moment. You can tell your inner mean girl, your inner critic to take a hike. This is just about truth-telling. Okay, so go ahead and rate each of those things now. Awesome. All right, here's the next step in the process. Are you ready to move it, move it? Are you ready to do some processing of those failures, losses, and disappointments? I bet you are. Okay, so here's how this works. One by one, we're going to move up the perspective scale. So I want you to pick the first failure, loss, or disappointment to work with that is below a nine on the perspective scale. Because if you're at a nine or above, we can pretty much think that you're going to be able to process and move your way up to that place of total faith and trust. But anything nine or below, I want you to do this move up the perspective scale process. So pick the one. And then the step two is to go ahead with each failure, loss, or disappointment to ask yourself these questions. First, note where you are on the scale. Take a moment to really feel in your body what this perspective looks like for you and what it feels like for you. Do you feel tight in your chest? Do you feel queasy in your stomach? Is your throat dry? Does your heart start pumping? Really take note of that. Our bodies are so brilliant. And in order to really process this, I want you to feel it in your body. When I'm in a live workshop setting and we are doing this retreat and we're doing this process, I actually have the entire 11 part perspective scale on the floor, like a big thermometer. 
And so when women are doing this workshop with me, they are literally standing in the perspective where they begin, whichever number that is, feeling it in their bodies, and then looking to the next number to make their way up. So you look at the next perspective on the scale and ask yourself the following questions. What thought will help me move one point higher on the perspective scale? So for example, to get from the perspective of frustration about not fitting into your favorite genes to that of pessimism and boredom, you may need to think the thought, I've been struggling with this for years and I'm totally bored with this topic. It's never going to change anyway, right? And then all of a sudden you can go up, like genuinely and authentically, move from that place of frustration to pessimism and boredom. Then to move from pessimism and boredom, to contentment and possibility, you might think, actually, you know what? I have lost weight in the past and maybe I can again. And don't worry if you feel odd finding thoughts to get you angry or bored or overwhelmed. You must move one perspective at a time to authentically get higher on the scale. I know we would love to make a quantum leap about this, but I'm here to tell you if you could make that quantum leap, you probably already would have. So just authentically, and this doesn't have to take long. I have clients where they'll have one, they'll start at like a two or a three on that scale, and they'll move their way up within five minutes all the way up to like a nine, 10, or 11. It can go that fast when you just allow yourself to move like you're climbing a ladder. And I want you to do this with every single one of your failures, losses, and incompletions. Then you can ask yourself, after you started to move up, in order to move one point higher, what actions do I need to commit to? Maybe you need to commit to hiring a personal trainer or a health coach or asking your friend to be an accountability buddy. Actions do help to anchor a perspective shift, but they're not always required. So sometimes there's an action of like, okay, in order to trust myself to get to that next thought and to move up to that next level, I need to commit to an action. And sometimes all you need to do is go through the thought process. And then the next question, the final question is, what will I need to stop doing or believing in order to move up the scale? Really interesting, right? Perhaps you'll need to commit to stopping the negative self-talk. For example, you, you say, I'm no longer going to look in the mirror and use the word fat when I describe myself, right? Or using that self-deprecating humor when you talk about it, that you're going to stop that. Or perhaps you need to let go of your belief that your body image and weight will never change or that it even matters at all. Hmm, wouldn't that be beautiful? Are you getting the idea? So with each and every one of these things, you're going to just, like you're stepping up a ladder, rung by run, start moving yourself up the perspective scale. Move up to that new perspective by literally taking a step forward. It can be really fun to get physical with this. Notice the way that you feel. Notice how your body feels. Has it provided relief? And then just keep moving yourself up the scale and get as high as you can. And you can utilize the next page of your workbook to go ahead and make any notes that you have on this process. And I just want you to know if you cannot authentically move up on the scale higher with one of your topics doing this process, you can leave that topic and move on to another. So just allow yourself to do that if need be. Okay. So get up as high as you can on that scale. I want you to run each and every one of your failures, your disappointments, your losses through this process and do the best that you can. So you'll probably want to pause this recording now and go ahead and do that process. 
Well done. You've made it as high as you can with each of your failures, losses, and disappointments up the scale. And then we're going to now do the wake-up call three-step process, which is a modified version of my flagship process called the wake-up call three-step process. We're doing this a little bit differently to do this processing and completion ritual here. And this is something that you can use, especially if there's a loss, a failure, or a disappointment that you're really stuck on. I want you to do this process. So the first question is I want you to ask, uh, get bring that failure, loss, or disappointment into your mind, into your heart. And I want you to ask, what is my inner mean girl saying about this failure, loss, or disappointment? Let your inner mean girl rant out loud, no holding back. You might say, you're so blah, blah, blah. You should have blah, blah, blah. You could have, da, da, da. If only, like, who do you think you are? Just let it out. Let your inner mean girl rage about it. Because we're the meaning makers. These losses, these disappointments, these failures, there's really nothing to them except what we make it mean about ourselves. And so often our inner mean girls, our inner critics are in the driver's seat, creating the narrative and the story in your head about what that loss, what that failure means about you. And so we want to, in this process, just let your inner mean girl rant so we can bring it out of the shadows and into the light so it can be healed. So that's step one. Step two, once your inner mean girl has had her say, I want you to close your eyes. You may even want to like physically shake it off and ask, what does my inner wisdom know? What does my inner wisdom know about this failure, loss, or disappointment? Speak the truth of your inner wisdom. Let yourself feel the energy shift as if you are melting away all that judgment and criticism because you are. So go ahead and find what does your inner wisdom know? And then the third step is to lock it in. Find a physical gesture. This is a NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Technique. Find a physical gesture that you can use to lock in this truth. For me, I usually just rub my heart. I have clients that reach their arms up towards the sky and really extend their chest. I have other clients that do a little booty shake. <laughs> Whatever works for you. And then repeat back your inner wisdom's truth while doing that movement. And that is really about locking it in with the physical movement will help you start building that new neural pathway. So again, step one, what's your inner mean girl saying about this failure, loss, or disappointment? Step two, what does your inner wisdom know about this failure, loss, or disappointment? And step three is to find a physical gesture to lock in your inner wisdom's truth. Super powerful. And any of those ones that were really sticky I know that this process is really going to help you, that your inner wisdom has so much sage advice for you about this loss, this failure, this disappointment. She is waiting for you to ask her about her narrative, her story about it. And you can really hold that as truth with total compassion in your heart. So go ahead and do the wake up call three step process for each of those failures, losses, or disappointments that are a little sticky that you couldn't get up higher on that perspective scale so that you finally end this part of the process with your failures, losses, and incompletions being a nine or above on that scale. So go ahead and pause this recording and do the wake up call three step process right now. 
All right, beautiful. Here is the final part of this process before we do our completion ritual. This part is lessons to carry with you. Before we leave the past year behind, I want you to list out three lessons you learned during the year that you'd like to carry with you into the new year. So make sure to phrase these lessons in a way that move you forward and leaves any sense of punishment behind. For example, instead of saying, I learned that I never follow my gut instinct and that it always gets me into trouble. Like, can you feel how having that be your lesson is shaming? It's like a backhanded compliment to yourself. Yeah, no, we're not doing that here, right? I'm the wake up call coach. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm your coach in this moment. Instead, maybe rephrase that with, I learned that when I listen to my gut instinct, I follow the right path for me. That pulls you forward. That's something you want to remember. That doesn't have a whiff of shame or judgment. It just has the lesson that you want to carry forward. So be powerful in the way that you articulate your lesson. And I want you to have at least three lessons about what you learned about yourself, about who you are, about what is important to you. Go ahead and list your three lessons in a way that carries you forward now. All right, so we've celebrated those wins and noticed who we became when we achieved those wins. We've done our big inventory of the year, we've celebrated our wins, and we've processed our failures, our losses, our disappointments. We brought them up that perspective scale, and we even did the wake-up call three-step process to really deepen releasing those failures, losses, and disappointments. And then we created these lessons. So that brings us to the final part of this process called the completion ritual. So this is the final step to close out the year. And this is the ritual I want you to perform. You are going to say, as I complete, fill in the year that we're in, as I complete whatever year, I release. And I want you to list a few of those failures, losses, and disappointments that you are releasing. Go ahead and write those down. Then you're going to say, I celebrate and pick out three to five of your biggest wins, successes, and triumphs. And then finally, I remember and go ahead and fill in those three lessons. Once you have this part of your workbook and your worksheet filled out, I want you to go ahead and stand up tall and say it out loud. You might even want to light a candle. You might want to go to the beach or to the mountaintop or to the front yard, whatever works for you, and shout it out. Really allow yourself to create a ritual environment so that this means something to you, so that you can enter your new year ahead filled with so much joy, filled with so much grace, and really walking into this new year with a clean slate. Congratulations. Your year is now complete. You can end this with grace, with joy, with enthusiasm. Congratulations for doing this process. I loved walking you through it and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you will share this process with your loved ones, with your friends. You can send them to wakeupcallcoach.com forward slash year end. And at wakeupcallcoach.com forward slash year end, 
They'll find this recording and this workbook just waiting for them. Feel free to share it with your loved ones, your colleagues, anybody that you care about. That is such an honor when you do that. Thank you so much. Happy end of year and happy new year to you. Much love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this final show of 2020. It has been a joy and an honor to be your host and to have you as a listener to The Amy Ehler Show. I have some exciting things coming up in 2021, including my free imposter syndrome call called Overcoming Imposter Syndrome, Three Keys to Ending Feeling Not Enough. I hope you'll join me for that. You can find out more at amyaylorsshow.com forward slash imposter. That's amyaylorsshow.com forward slash imposter. And as always, if you could take a moment to review and rate this show on Apple or wherever you're tuning in, it really does help other powerful women find the show. And like I said, I have lots of goodness in store for 2021. I'm going to be changing a few things around here and have a few surprises up my sleeve. So stay tuned. I hope you have a beautiful end of year, a beautiful holiday season. Happy New Year to you. And until next year, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.